It is the most wonderful time of the year. Why? Well, it's you know, Christmas coming up. And we got our guy Dave Vessler on our own Santa Claus, giving out gambling picks to all the kids and adults out there. David, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Dave, I'm on cloud nine, dude. It's, we got a four-day weekend yeah. coming up here. We got the holidays. Oh, I, I love this time of year. How about you, my friend? How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm just making money hand over fist. This is, I'm like CVS, dude. This is wellness made easy. <laughs> Dave, any big plans for Christmas? Anything what? You have any big plans for Christmas, my friend? Uh, no, actually. I'm going to stay around here and... I'll probably go up and visit my mother uh, the following week when traffic might be a little better. So, um, yeah, it'll be quiet. When's the last time you saw snow on Christmas? Oh, gosh. When is the last time I saw snow ever? Um, <laughs> that's, a good que- that's a good question. I think it was probably the AFC championship game when the Patriots beat Jacksonville, whatever year that was. 20 2017. <sighs> That was a, I could have been. Wild. I didn't think it was that late, but yeah, I, I flew up for that game. So um, no, I think it was 2007 because that was the year I think I decided to go to. Um, I went to the Super Bowl in Arizona to visit my friend David Terry. Dave, I mean, you are our, like sure. our, our our Santa Claus here, uh, giving out all these gifts. Where do you want to begin? Yeah. Bowl season? There's a lot of them, dude. What are you, what are you eyeing up for a bowl game? Um, well, tonight's game is interesting. Um, I think I'm going to take Georgia Tech over Central Florida. Uh, well, I did, actually. I bet it was plus six. It's down, to, it's down to five. But, you know, that's a home game kind of for Central Florida, and the money's still coming in on Georgia Tech. Tech's, Tech's not the same team they were, you know, the whole sort of, sort of pseudo- uh, service academy team running that triple option. They actually they actually can move the ball and they have a defense. So you know, I don't think the points are going to matter with a total of sixty seven. I think you could still take them with five points. Uh, that'll be a fun game to watch, as opposed to as opposed to the Syracuse game last night. <laughs> you mean where they were playing a tight end at quarterback? Yeah. Have you um? And, and this, Sorry. And this dumbass took the Syracuse running back to go over 130 yards. I think he had negative six at halftime. Wait, I haven't even looked this morning. I saw one of their running backs. They're like, this is the most incredible stat I've ever seen in college football. He had like 17 That's carries. Probably the, guy I bet. It's probably the guy I bet on. He had 17 carries for negative one yards. And they're like, how is that possible? Yeah, I'm sure that's him. I don't know. They kept lining him up in the backfield, put him in the shotgun. I, you know, whatever. I, you know, negative seven and one twenty nine. I had over one thirty. The net results the same thing. Move on. <laughs> move on. All right, Dave. Let's move on then. What's what's another bowl game you're eyeing up? Rowdy, Rowdy is going bowling green over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. What do you think? You know, I actually agree with that. Oh. I, I mean, I can't not. I can't not. I mean. You look at who Minnesota beat this year, and you just forget the opt-outs. I mean, Minnesota could care less about this bowl game, and it's sort of Bowling Green's, you know, Super Bowl, and and to beat a Big Ten team, I mean, I guess they're a Big Ten team. 
or a big whatever team. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd go a money line. I mean, I'd probably take the three and a half points. It's going to be a low-scoring game. But, yeah, I have to agree with Rowdy on that one. Is there any? Have you found it difficult this season, um, uh, betting on bowl games, just because of all you know the transfer portal and, and people declaring for the draft? Has it been um, little trials and tribulations so far? Yeah, I mean, it absolutely has, and you know, you get a lot of last-minute things even nowadays. So you know, it's it's tough. I mean, and, and like it is in almost any sport, um, most of these things tend to be overreactions. Not all of them. I mean, I still think. Louisville will kick the crap out of USC. Uh, I'll bet the I'll bet the Louisville team total over, which I probably would have bet no matter who USC put on the field on defense. But you know, not all. I mean, they're all overreactions. It's you know they say, in, especially in the smaller schools, and I think you've seen that where they'll go, well, you know, so and so's quarterbacks not playing well. You know, they're 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 barely a Division One team. How good can so and so's quarterback be? You know, yeah. I mean, the backup guy, the backup guy isn't that bad. So they they do tend to be overreact reactions. I mean, it's like in the NBA tonight, I I think Houston and Dallas are playing, and Houston opened up minus two, and then I I was I without even looking, I can tell you, Luca's probably not playing because now they're minus eight and a half. You know, it, it's you know. It's 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 a crazy football time of year for sure. And we talked about this a little bit on the podcast yesterday. Winners take. I feel like the this is almost year three of the portal. The first two years, it was pretty cut and dry. When they said a guy wasn't playing, he wasn't going to play, and there was maybe a handful of guys sitting out in each team. Now you can have like 20 guys sitting out from one team, and then the next thing you know, still half of them end up playing in the bowl when it was reported that they weren't supposed to play in the bowl or they weren't going to. It's just it's well, crazy. That's, yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, what happens, you get a, you know, you get a lot of sort of, you know, non-power five guys that, that, you know, want to start and they'll go to a lower team and then you get the, 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 the power five guys that, that want to start and they'll go to a, you know, they'll go to a bowling green because they, you know, it's, it's just insane. Um, and of course now with NIL, I mean, I read a thing yesterday where Arch Manning made <laughs> 3.2 million, 2, 2 million in NIL money last year. And I don't know how many snaps he had, not many, Yeah, you know, and Brock Purdy made like eight hundred fifty thousand this year, so yeah, it's 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 all it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's also why we got Dave Esler on right now doing a little gambling. David, I got to switch gears to the NFL here now. Obviously, uh, you're in Florida. You're not a Packers fan. Here, sometimes we're clouded by the green and gold glasses. Rowdy earlier today. Uh, what'd you take, Rhodes, with the Packers? We the went with the Carolina Panther team total over sixteen and a half. This defense is a mess. The locker room looks fractured and. Carolina, for what they are, has played all right here the last few games. What say you about this game on Sunday at Lambeau? Or, uh, sorry, in uh, Carolina. Well, you're actually asking me to pick the lesser of two evils. So <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I would, I would kind of have to agree with Rowdy, but there is one bet I did make in that game. I took a, I took a player prop, Chuba Hubbard over sixty-seven and a half rushing yards. I mean. You guys, you guys said how, how stout that Green Bay rush defense is, uh, and Hubbard, and Hubbard, you know, I mean, Carolina can't throw the ball, so uh, they're going to run. And Hubbard, I think, is at eighty something more better in his last three games, so I feel pretty good about that one. So if I ever rooting interest in that game, it'll be for you, for Chuba Hubbard. I think that's uh, pretty I, safe. I, I, 
I couldn't I couldn't take the Packers minus five on the road. It's just do you, just uh, you know out of general principles. Do either of you know off the top of your head what Bryce Young passing yards over under is? I would guess low two hundreds. I would love to I would love to see that. If, I think I, I think it was one ninety two. One nine and if uh, you know Bryce Young hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a month. Yeah, I know. I thought about taking him over. You could take him over half, which would be throw one. Yeah. Um, I think that that was only like minus one ninety, and you'd almost think by, you know, maybe he throws a screen pass to somebody and he runs it in or something, um, you know. But I don't know. I, I tried that. I tried that a couple of weeks ago. I think I took Kenny Pickett to. <laughs> Throw a touchdown pass Ooh. over a half, like like minus two fifty, and that was the game he played like three plays and got hurt. So <laughs> the Essler curse. I just pulled it up. Bryce oh, Young. Yeah, that's that's the way my, my betting has been the last couple of weeks. Bryce Young down to one seventy six and a half for passing yards on <laughs> on Fanduel. But I don't know. I feel like your your running back with Chuba Hubbard is pretty safe because Joe Barry likes to play a soft zone when it comes to passing defense. But I think he's actually trying out a new run defense here the last couple of years. It's a soft zone against the run. <laughs> zone away from the guy with the football. <laughs> it's cutting edge. Did, yeah. Anything else on the NFL that you got, my friend? It is cutting edge. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're kind of square plays. I mean, I actually. Uh, I took Cleveland on the money line. Um, you know, it looks like Stroud's not going to play. And, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I despise Joe Flacco, but there's no – you can't argue with what they've been doing lately. They've been pulling up close games, coming from behind. Um, I, I kind of hate to take a road favorite, but that is it. And, and uh, I took the uh, – I know everybody will be watching this game. The Miami Dolphins, uh, I took them over – Dallas. Um, I think that, you know, Dallas's struggles on the road have been pretty well documented. Uh, I think that McDaniel's making a little bit of a, uh, a Belichick injury report move Ooh. because yesterday their entire offensive line was not on the field at practice. Um, Tyreek wasn't, uh, Mostert wasn't, I think a chain wasn't, uh, so, you know, Xavier Howard wasn't so. I mean, there's no way those guys are all going to be out. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just think, you know, I mean, the the uh, the Dolphins moved the ball at will against the Jets defense, which is probably one of the best in the league last week without Tyreek Hill. So uh, I think I think Miami's going to win that game. Dave, last uh, one. I, another one. Another one I really like is Tampa Bay. Everybody was talking about Jacksonville. You know being the better team, but they've lost three straight. You know, you guys saw in Green Bay what Tampa Bay looked like last week. I, I think Jacksonville is – they may not even make the playoffs. If they're, I just think they're mentally not ready to play, and Tampa Bay is. Dave, one more gift, if you'd be so kind. Dealer's choice. Could be college basketball. Could be NBA. Could be NFL. Could be college football. You name it. What's one other game that Dave Esser's like, I like it? You know, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to go rowdy here. You know, he and I were talking off air about the Badgers game tonight. Oh, Chicago uh, State. Yeah. And I should I should take Chicago State. And he was saying, well, they're, you know, 17, 18 point favorites. They don't cover those. Well, they're actually 24 point favorites. Oh. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Chicago State plus 24. They act. They're actually better than they have been in the past. Yeah. And that's not you know, a that's a pretty good bet, actually. <laughs> Badgers never cover those well, big spreads. 
you know, hey, you know, Merry Christmas, dude. Merry Christmas, Dave. Have a great one down there in Florida. We're not going to get any snow either. So uh, what do Florida and Wisconsin have in common on the Christmas? No snow, Dave. No snow. Enjoy it, buddy. Merry Christmas. Uh, Go go golf, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Merry Christmas, Dave. We love you. All right. Love you guys, too. Take care. Dave Essler, Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R on Twitter, pregame.com. Also, new winners take out with tons, tons of yeah, bowls. Yeah, a lot of bowls. we got a week's worth of bowls and uh, the whole weekend of NFL football. Love it. Uh, I'm going to do a PSA here uh, before we get back into it. I have been drinking this eggnog rather quickly. Chad, Chad over here brought in the eggnog said, what are you doing, man? You're almost halfway through. You gotta be, this is a sipper. Yeah, you got to pump the brakes on that. <laughs> so the PSA was, it's it, a little loose lip might be happening sooner than later here. It tastes good. That's the problem. It's, it's so, so good. good. Dude, it, you don't, like, when you sip it first, you can kind of feel how strong it is. Right. Well, then, like, the second and, and every sip after that, you don't, it, it it just tastes like sweet. It's, well, it's just it's, it's nice after that. Yeah, Rowdy took a sip and said, mm, "That that's strong," <laughs> and he's kind of just pushed it away. I'm so. going. I'm going back again. I'm going. I'm going in some more. All right, boys. So uh, we were talking. Oh, I forgot to play my Christmas song to start. We were talking. Um, Joe Barry, and rightfully so. He actually went to the podium yesterday. He went up there and he he kind of took his lumps a little bit. I'll play the clip again. A I couple feel like clips. that's his entire career, though. Like in the NFL, it's taking your lumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a ton of successes. Well, what I don't understand with him is what what have, what are people seeing that would justify him getting another year? That's what I want to know from Vagabond John and my friend Vagabond Joe. Yeah. Okay. So you have a friend too that also is defending Joe Barry in the tank. I can't. I don't understand it. Has he been drinking too much of your eggnog? Or? No, he actually can't. His tiny wife loves it though. Oh. He, he, can't, he can't handle. He can't handle it. I love him though. All right. So I, we were asking. You know, and by the way, Festivus is tomorrow. We're not on air tomorrow, so we're talking about you know, airing some grievances. Chad, do you have any grievances? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. You can think about it for a bit. But do you have any grievances off the top of your head? If not, you can. I mean, take right, some time. Yeah, right away. Joe Barry's at the top of the list. I could easily put Dave and Monona on there. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's high on everyone's list. Yeah. Is Dave from Monona. I I, I love Vagabond John, but just that, just because it's related to to Joe Barry, I got a I got a number of grievances with people. I'll, I will keep thinking about it though, because there's a plenty. To yeah, doesn't it feel like it. Joe Barry though? The fact that he's had 20 plus years in the NFL, he's totally. A product of the retread. It's like, well, this guy's got some experience, and we don't necessarily want to go with like a, a brand new guy that's unproven because we think we have some talent. We just need to be all right. Where it's like, give me the experience guy, and that's how these guys continue to have 20, 30 year careers. It's the it's the lane it's the lane Kiffin epidemic of failing up. How do guys that continue to you know produce poorly? Keep getting job, Joe Barry is perfect for government work. Like he could be like in some kind of administration where like it continually keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and he just keeps getting elevated, elevated, elevated. He'd be perfect for it. I mean, I'm not going to speak to that, <laughs> but I mean, I mean on a on a on a grander scale, Chad, not on a local level. Sure, yeah, but <laughs> but, but Chad, yeah. What are you Coach, doing to me? What are you doing to me, dude? Coach Coach Barry definitely is like you know that's what you see is you see him as as a problem, and you just want someone to solve it. Just well, Answer the question. What's your problem? It's I do the like the lane train. Lane, he's had some pretty good years here. Not as a head coach. No, I do. Or, no, no, as a head coach. Yeah. yeah. 
Ole well, Missy's done. But maybe, yeah, maybe was, Josh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of Josh. He McDaniels. was pretty poor early in his career at Tennessee and USC. Yeah, Josh McDaniels was the one I was thinking of as a head coach. He, yeah. he is the epitome of it. Yes. I mean, and especially since you knew he was cheating, <laughs> and he's gotten two other jobs after. I think you know it's ridiculous. He got the he got the Denver job and then the Raiders. And job. technically, yeah. he had the Colts job until he said, <laughs> yeah, yes. said actually, I'm not going to do yeah. this. Yeah. After yeah. he hired a bunch of people yeah, to be on the yeah. staff. And if you actually think about that, it's the two craziest owners in the league that gave him jobs. Say, and his bag full of fun. Yeah, and the Raiders owner Davis. Yeah, who also oh. yeah, the track record's not really that good. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Ursay feels like a guy where if he likes you, he's super loyal to you, and right. it's way too loyal to a fault for the product on the field. Unless you're running back. Yeah, unless you're shot the Right, exactly. Then you're, then you're, you're gone. If you're an orca whale held in captivity, he'll try to get you oh, out. Yeah. He'll submit $22 million on you. Yeah, I think he has like the largest guitar collection on the planet, actually. Yeah, I bet so. he's fun to party with. Um, we have the phone lines blowing up, but first I have to ask you, Chad, this. Uh, we were playing this, uh, just a little snippet of Joe Barry's presser yesterday. Uh, I'm going to ask if you have sympathy for him, but first I'm going to play the clip. Joe, what was this week like for you after, you know, everything that happened on Sunday? Well... Uh, losing sucks. I mean, always. But, uh, yeah, I'd be lying to you if this, you know, it was, this week particular was hard. It was hard on me, hard on my family. Um, but that's, you know, this is the National Football League. This is what you sign up for. So this is, uh, um, you know, there's, what's the saying, you know, no crying and spilled milk, you know, or overspilled milk. So, I mean, um, you deal with it. We had a bad game. Um, I have to be better for our guys completely. Um, and I, I put that on me all the time. Anytime we don't go play well, um, you know, it's on me. So, um, but yeah, this, this week was in particularly hard, to be honest with you. So first he goes the sympathy card. He goes, it's been hard on me. And my family. And then he says, I need to do better. I need to do better. But before last week, he threw like Valentine under the bus saying that communication was an issue because he couldn't hear. So he's kind of you know, a hypocritical statement here, but also putting the sympathy card with me and my family have been going through a hard time. Do you have sympathy? I, I can. Here's what I can tell you. I can empathize because I also have a family. So I can imagine... <laughs> That that is a difficult <laughs> position to be in, particularly if you're one of his kids going to school. That would be tough. Now, but, he does not have social media. He did say in another comment that he does read and listen to everything that the reporters say about him. Right. It's. I mean, my, my brother is a college basketball coach at a, at a program in the Big Ten, and they haven't had the last two great – the last two years weren't great. Mm -hmm. So that's been difficult. There's been games where I'm just like, hey, don't go on Twitter. <laughs> Stay don't, off. Don't do it. Yeah, So so I can understand that. However, I am relieved to say in that comment, he said, you know, I have to be better for our guys. Like, he won't have to worry about that soon. That, <laughs> that's very clear to me. It almost feels like uh, LaFleur probably had a sit-down chat with him. Yeah. Where, he, where, where instead of throwing the players under the bus, now it's quick sympathy card and then I got to be better. It's like, just, I, I just, can't blame other people anymore. Just take right. some of the stones that are thrown at you. Well, I just don't, I don't understand as a defensive coordinator at the beginning of the season, you say you're going to go down, you're going to play a much more aggressive style defense. You're going to be getting in people's faces. There's all right? the articles everywhere. That's all it said. Yeah. And so his words you, too, if you're going to play zone in the backfield, that means you have to have a pass rush. That's nowhere to be found. It's non-existent right my, now. My 15 and a half year old stepson understands that he plays defensive tackle at Verona. He knows you got to be in people's faces. Like, there's nowhere to see that anywhere on the field. Yeah. 
Now, so. Preston Smith is having a tough year. Oh, uh, brutal. I didn't even know. Is he still on the team? <laughs> you wouldn't think so. But then you look at the stats, you're like, oh, I guess he was playing. Yeah, All right, let's go. go to the phones quick. Uh, line one, good morning. Eric on I-90. Eric on I-90, my man. By the way, I, I feel I feel a little flush now. I feel a little warmth running over my uh, my face right now with this eggnog. Does that mean it's working, Chad? It's definitely working. Eric on I-90, what's up, man? I'm going to have another sip. Well, I just called in to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, and and uh, I hope you have a safe and happy holidays. That's, that's really what I called in to do. Do you have any grievances? Tomorrow is Festivus. I got a lot of grievances, but nobody cares. Well, I care, nobody cares. I care. I mean, I could sit and list grievances until I get to my destination. <laughs> it ain't going to make any difference. <laughs> Do you have any grievances with I, your team, the Minnesota Vikings? No. No, I can't wait to watch them. Oh. You know, it's just, this is it. Wow. This is how it is, boys. You guys got to ask yourself. What if this is it? When you watch the Packers, you have to say to yourself, what if this is it? And it's like this. you got to learn how to like it. Learn how to like it. Just learn how to like it and get up and, you know, you're going to watch that game. It's going to be great. It's Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Eric, let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What if you you keep going out to eat, right? And you keep going to fast food joints because you're not, you know, well adversed in a, maybe a little higher dining, and you're like, you know what, this quarter pounder sucks. It's 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 slimy. It's thin. Doesn't taste that good. But you know, this is it. This is it. I guess this is my lot in life. This is it. Why not go out there maybe one night and go book yourself a, a you know a reservation in a nice steakhouse? What if it can get better? Well, you gotta go look at the guys who are in the kitchen. It's <laughs> It's LaFlunk and Barry cooking your hamburgers. You know? No. I, I got to say. Like, you don't have no choice. Stop it, Jed. I got no choice. I, I got to say, though, Eric, learn how to like it. It's spoken like a true Minnesota Vikings fan because you've <laughs> never tasted yeah. a Super Bowl win. So you have no idea. I guess you've never tasted right. that steak, has you? Right. So I, I completely I understand. I've never tasted that steak. All right. Yeah. No. That's no, funny. it's been bad. I, I'm going to stick you, with I, King I, Crab and, and, yeah. and filet mignon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been eating a lot of that, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2010, 2011. All right. Yeah. Eric, I, I th- a while back you called in and you had a lot of Tom Petty references, but uh, just the way you've been talking here lately, have you been listening to a lot of Huey Lewis in the news? You're saying a lot of this is, it. this is it. I can't stand Huey Lewis in the news. I, can't, I never liked him. I never liked him. What, Huey yeah. Lewis or the news? Both of them. <laughs> both take a pike. What, what, poor, what a poor excuse for music that group is. Jeez. Yeah, I got agreements with Huey Lewis and the news. Yeah. Eric, yeah. to that point, around the same time, I was driving into work uh, this morning, and there, what was it, Murray Head? Is that the band? Yeah. What was the night in Bangkok or something? I'm like, this sucks. Like, people, why is this still right. on radio? This song sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, why do I listen to this? There's a lot of that on the radio. Though. And it usually comes from the 80s. Mm, yes, <laughs> typically. Eric, have a Merry Christmas, my friend, okay? Yeah, have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> too, buddy. See you, buddy. Uh, again, earlier today in the show, someone said, they, uh, uh, Scotty, our music guy, played in uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. <laughs> and um, Tim from Sparta called in and said, this song sucks. I hate this song. I never heard anyone say that about Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah, that song's great. The, one, I, the one that's a problem, and, and you know me, I'm a huge, huge Beatle fan. 
the McCartney song. Oh, I played that not too long ago. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not good. Not a good I've song. I've never heard anyone else say that Huey Lewis and the News sucks. I don't think I've ever heard that before. This, the album Sports is great. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's also on, you know, Back to the Future song. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> line two, good morning. Big Joe, have a Merry Christmas, brother. You ne- never quit flushing that toilet. Nothing better than staying in a hole for 15 minutes in the bathroom with your hand right there on the uh, on the little lever to flush the toilet. You never change, Big Joe. Uh, line three, good morning. Yo. Rory, what's up, Kinger? You know, like everybody else, wishing you a Merry Christmas. You as well. You and the fam. But, you know, it's... I got to hear my grievances. Please. Let me hear it, Kang. I'm sure I'm involved. (laughs) Well, I mean, it would be easy to, you know, you and your picks when you got to pick the Brewers and so forth, and they don't go the way they should. I mean, it would be easy to pick on Sleepy Joe Barry or Corbin Bum Bum Burns or, you know, how Grant doesn't want to pick up the phone. (laughs) But my grievance comes against uh, Mitch Keller of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Interesting. I'm listening. Because I had him on a six-man flex play where, you know, I I don't need all six to hit to win some money, but if all six of my picks would hit, I would win 500 bucks. My, My first five picks that day were doing just fine. All he had to do was throw no more than 94 and a half pitches. And on that faithful Friday in May, <laughs> they were playing the time. Seattle Mariners. They were playing the Seattle Mariners. They were, the Pirates were winning. He was at like 90 pitches or whatever heading into the seventh inning. Like, fine. He, he does not need to go back out. I can, you know, he's, they pull him, and I can win 500 bucks. No, nope, nope. he had to go back out. He, like, throws six pitches. <laughs> To walk the, oh. the first batter, next batter, the, you know, hits a home run, then he gets pulled out of the game. And he goes three pitches over. So, F you, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Oh, Have you tweeted at him? No, not since. Well, tweet at him. To, tweet, at, tweet at him. To, tweet at him tomorrow on the actual day of Festivus. Not since on the actual day of Festivus. I said you are my grievance. That that is brutal. I can relate yeah. to that because I had a, a an eight teamer two years ago on the first day of the NCAA tournament. Got all the way down. I'm in Iowa yeah. at the casino. Oh, got all the yeah. way down to Iowa versus Richmond. Five twelve, I think. Right. I think it was a five. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm. I had every single one before that. It's thirty four hundred dollars. Ooh. I'm sitting right with a bunch of Iowa fans. Obviously, they're mad about the game, and I'm like at halftime walking away. <laughs> and of course, I lost. So yeah. I can relate to that. King, uh, you, there you go, Chad. I can relate with you. God, I'm feeling that eggnog. Yep. I, like, I want to drink some more. Hope, hopefully, the the razor edge does not backfire on the Packers. <laughs> Adios, muchachos. See you, Kinger. <laughs> See you, buddy. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Pull that mic up. Pull that mic up. Another guest in the house. God, I love these Christmas shows. <laughs> JD and MSN. What's up, baby? Long time no see. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are we doing this morning? I've already... Okay, we have a, a, an eggnog gate going on right now. We have Chad over here about eggnog. I'm I'm half a mason jar in. 
This is the brandy one, right? Yes, yeah. So the brandy one. Oh, brandy, nice, nice. I got a little warmth in the face right now. Feels good. Feels really good. And he said he was inspired you, by you. This is actually the first time you uh, actually I've seen you with color in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a stunt double for the movie Powder, but JD, <laughs> you brought your own eggnog now. Yes, sir. All right, so I have to. What? Don't give me away secrets, Chad. How do you do your nog? Like, if you can just sure. like a step. Not as, whatever you want to unveil, yeah, I reveal. Can, I can do it really quick. Yes, JD was my inspiration years ago when he brought <laughs> it in. So then I found a recipe online, and mine has some. Of, I put extra bourbon in one and extra brandy in one. But the, the basic recipe, the booze is in it are rum, bourbon, cognac, and one fifty one rum. Those are the four that are in there. It's three liters of that. Twelve eggs. You just take the sh- two cups of sugar, cream the eggs, whip the egg whites separately. Yeah. And then you add in, mine's dairy-free, so I have lactose-heavy whipping cream. Oh, dairy-free. Yeah, lactose-free, whole milk. Um, slowly pour in the alcohol into the eggs and sugar. Mm-hmm. Once that's full in the KitchenAid mixer, you have your egg whites uh, whipped. They're peaked. Then all, your next step after that is the whole milk. You whip in your heavy whipping cream, your he's, cinnamon. He's got his eyes closed right now. He's egg, going through it. And then eventually you mix it all together. Yeah. That's it. It's pretty simple. I was actually... Mixing the eggs and the sugar while whipping at the same time. Uh, <laughs> at 2 in the morning. At 2, two in, in the morning. morning. Yeah. Now, J.D., is that very similar to yours, I'd imagine? Because you, you were the muse for his eggnog. Well, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, whole milk, egg yolks, powdered sugar, mm-hmm. granulated sugar, vanilla, uh, 190 proof grain alcohol. Oof. Oh, baby. That's, that's, that's strong. Wow. Takes a, it's a, it's a two day deal. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Chad? Like a, a 2 a.m. deal? I started it at probably like 1130 and I was done by two. Oh. So. Yeah, it takes, it takes me about a half hour, 45 minutes to get a gallon of whole milk up to a boil with uh, some powdered sugar. Mm. And then I let that cool overnight. Then I strain it. And then uh, the following day, uh, egg yolks, granulated sugar, vanilla, liquor. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. <laughs> so you're newer at it, Chad, right? Yeah. And JD, how long have you been doing it for? Oh, good lord! Um, and how did you get into it? <laughs> I, you know, my dad. My uh, my dad got got this recipe. Probably, I'm trying to think here, and and it hurts. Um, probably close to 30 years ago. Uh-huh. And then uh, he started making it, and uh, after watching uh, my. Uh, like my brother-in-law and that pass out on the couch for, for Christmas, and then I'm like, I gotta get, to, I gotta get to start making some of that. So um, we actually have a, uh, yeah, um, kind of a family recipe, if you will. And then uh, was making some um, some Irish uh, cream for a while, but mm-hmm. doggone it, uh, there was a, I mean, there was a time probably five, six, seven years ago, I was making close to forty bottles. I was gonna say you were making a. It's just getting ridiculous. So uh, how many yeah, did you make this year? We're throttled back a little bit. Um, I've made twenty, and I have to make one more small batch because I got fam coming to the house. Oh, man, uh, and Chad, so do you, do you give it out to everyone then for the Christmas gifts and, and uh, radio hosts and uh, your own pleasure? I hope I don't necessarily uh, want to say I give it out. It's it's sought after when they okay walk sought in the after. House, so. <laughs> do you did you sell it or is it just no? I don't. It's the sell holiday it. spirits out there and. and uh, you know, I it, it's been a couple of years since I've been in been in yeah, studio. Yeah, it's been. In, it's, yeah. I think before t- t- well, twenty nineteen. I am, I am the Joe Barry of the uh, <laughs> uh, government workers, if you will. 
<laughs> I was more talking. Now I know Chad. Look, Chad goes like, "Hey, man," and I know JD. I I'm have, talking more of like, "I have failed my way up." <laughs> I'm so talking more like on a national level. You know what I'm saying? And Chad, no, you, I hear you. The the batches that you make, how many? How much did you make? This is pro- I. So I made one batch. I'm going to do another one. What I made probably fills up close to like 20 mason jars. Uh-huh. Um, but. You can thank your dad, J.D., because the first year I made it, uh, it was right during the beginning of COVID. I was supposed to go to a friend's house with my ex-wife. It was our first year after we split up. Instead, someone got COVID over there, so we went to her house with just the three kids. I gave her a mason jar of this, and at 1 in the morning, I get a phone call from my oldest, Elliot, and he is literally like, Dad. Mom's sick in the bathroom. Mom's I got, sick? I got to put all the presents under the tree. So. Sick with colds. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. So, I remember during the COVID years, you know, because nobody was meeting or whatever, and, and that was like the height of some of my bottle. I think it cures COVID. It, it was like two two nights of driving around town, yeah. you know, yep. playing. I honestly playing think that stuff cures night. COVID, JD. Hmm? You guys, this stuff cures COVID. I don't know if you know that. It does. Yeah, it, does. it just yeah. knocks it right out of you yeah. like easily. And, Chad, if you have extra, you will said you walk around the neighborhood with a Sanic hat on? Yeah, I, I walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> hand out some holiday spirit? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely do that. People uh, love it. All right, we'll take a little break, quick, a little reset. Um, then I think we got to try your eggnog, J.D. I've already, I'm already half a mason jar in of Chad's. Chad's going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> Sounds like yours is a little more, uh, this is not a slight to yours, Chad. Yours is a little more boozy. It's... Boozy is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm a freaking tank, dude. Now, I love Elvis Blue Christmas, but this one right here might be the all-timer for me. This is like 1B, 1A, possibly. Feliz Navidad. Oh, J.D., the, there it is. Love it. Thank you, J.D. Now, Rowdy, Rowdy's not a music, uh, Christmas music guy. He fights it. He fights it. Rowdy, what about Feliz Navidad? I'm out on all of them, man. <laughs> I turn it on on November 1st. Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm not your son. I love I love Christmas music, but during the season of Christmas. Like, that's when I love it. Right. I The people Thanks, that are playing it pre-Thanksgiving, just let it breathe. Can we start it December 1st? If we, we got to do it, please December 1st. For the first time this year, I also put my Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. Because the missus knows best. JD, are you a Christmas music guy? Lord, no. <laughs> All right, so good. So, Rowdy, you can't see us right now, but JD uh, and Rowdy are on one side of the studio. Chad and I are on the other side. And in our side, Chad is the correct side. The, right. We celebrate the Christmas music. And JD and yeah, Rowdy say, I'm not a Christmas music guy, no. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. You're the, you know, the adult version of Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I, I look like if Macaulay Culkin didn't turn to hard drugs. Right. That's Exactly. He just stuck with the eggnog. Yeah, this morning before I left, I went into Noel's room and I just said, hey, baby, I'm going to go see Ebo and, and Rowdy in the station. She goes, the Home Alone guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would be correct. Right. Now, Rowdy, you were uh, talking off air and JD was getting cups and things. And we are, now we're sampling JD's eggnog, which is, uh, what, which alcohol do you? 191? Grain. 190 proof grain. Grain alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. So this smells much more custardy than mine. Yeah. Well, he, he uses dairy. And there's powdered sugar in it. Yeah. That's what's and you use non... It's almost like right. vanilla pudding. I could almost use the uh, um, uh, oh ice God. cream shop uh, slogan. You know, if you want nutritional like value, you know, eat vegetables. Because you don't use vanilla, right, Chad? I, yeah, I do put vanilla <laughs> oh, in it. But, but I put cinnamon and nutmeg. There's no cinnamon and nutmeg in here, right? No. It's, Look at that palette on you. It's really good. Yeah. 
JD, well, he, he does enjoy well cooking. It's really good. You guys both got it down. Like, it's both different They're in their different. own ways, but both amazing. See, this is how you can tell I'm that. I'm trying to butter you up for next year. That Chad cooks. He He's talking about how the, it, it can't have this in it, but it can have this. And I go, yeah, it, it tastes like vanilla pudding. It's and really good. Very and I think, this, I think this actually, I like his better. Whoa. Well, he, you've got the idea from him, right? Like that's Yeah, but I like this better, I think. I'm just going to say it. It's good. There you go, JD. I don't listen for me. I'm not judging like what's better or not. I'm just judging like they're both really good. I'm going to have to I'm, get, I'm, gonna I'm, get this I'm feeling it a little bit. I might hey, do this recipe instead. It's been a labor of love. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. <laughs> hey, uh, Rowdy had mentioned uh, during the break, he goes, did you guys see the Kenyon Drake tweet? No, Kenyon Drake just picked up not too long ago for the Packers. About three weeks ago. Uh, they activated him. He got one carry uh, against the Buccaneers for zero yards. Do you have the tweet up? You want to read? Yeah, it? Kenyon Drake's been around too. Obviously, NFL veteran played for Nick Saban at at, uh, at Alabama, but he's been with Green Bay for about three ish weeks now. He tweeted this out last night. I'm the oldest player on this offense, and I'm not even thirty. LOL. <laughs> Gonna put the league on notice for years to come. And not not him himself putting the league on notice. It would be the, the Packers offense. Now, you guys didn't watch a lot of Packers. You guys are both very opinionated. What have you seen so far of the Packers' offense, and do you have a bright outlook for its future? Chad? Yeah, I'll go first. I, th- I think they, they're going to be good. I think, you know, what I saw in the Detroit game on Thanksgiving, the first touchdown Jordan Love threw where he threw it in a space that was like an Aaron Rodgers-type space, yeah. that, was, that was amazing. So when you see a guy that can make that kind of a throw, the other things will come over time. They're, they're very, very young. I think they're going to be good down the stretch. But I said during the break, they're handcuffed right now by the Grinch, and his name is Joe Barry. <laughs> <laughs> J.D.? I do like the offense. Um, I, I, I like the play call. I mean, we could complain about the barrage of jet sweeps in the last <laughs> game with, you know, with Reed and, yeah, and, and those types of things. But um, I, I do like the versatility of, of the offense, the wide receiving core is really young, you know, without actually looking at the whole field, you know, are, are they doing the right things? Are the, are the routes crisp? Are they running the right sort of thing? I, I'm going to get a little concerned if we can continue to see a lot of back foot throwing mm-hmm. from, uh, from JL, um, a la, you know, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to you know, some of his motions is just like Rodgers. When you go and watch yeah, like side by side videos, like that's I mean, pure and pure Rodgers. Be your own. I mean, I'm not saying he's mimicking him or, or whatever, and and maybe it's because of crisis. You know, he's mm. got to he's got to offload really quick though. But I've been pretty in, I've been pretty impressed. I, I actually been more impressed with Jordan than I thought I was going to be this year. I really thought, you know, sure we've given this guy, you know, three years, you know, number one, you know, the high p- draft pick. Uh, is he going to get some playing time? I wasn't seeing much, you know, in preseason and that, but you know, they they're right around five hundred. I mean, I think that's, that's I think that's pretty like darn that. respectable given given uh, the re, uh, the talent on the t- team and the and the returning talent. Yeah, um, the youngest team in the league too. Yeah, I got to agree with uh, Chad though. Yikes! I mean, <laughs> Joe Barry. <laughs> I mean, we always comes wow, back to Joe Barry wow, now. Wow. You know? Um, you know, talk about... Well, it's like know, the game against the Buccaneers. Jordan Love, that touchdown pass when he had to Jaden Reed in the corner of the yeah. end zone was uh, surgical. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can feel the momentum shifting our way. Then the defense and Joe Barry's defense gets out there and it just sucks the air out of the room. Right. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I just, I don't... 
I don't understand it. I, I think yeah. I heard it earlier too. I think Chad mentioned too. You know, you know they want to they want to play that uh, drop. You know, deep two um, zone, and but there's no pass rush. I mean, there's no pass rush existing. regardless yeah. of, of of what's going on there. Rashawn Gary um, playing his tail off. Please unblock me, Rashawn. I take everything back. <laughs> oh, you got blocked by Rashawn Gary too. I, I, I got blocked. <laughs> Rowdy got again, there's, again. There's the opposite side of the room. Yes. On this side. Chad and I not blocked by Rashawn Gary. Also like Christmas music. I Other got, side blocked got, by Rashawn Gary. I got don't like Christmas when music. he was a rookie because I'm like I don't agree Same with Rowdy. I, I don't agree with a project. So yeah, that's that, yeah. that's the only thing I said negative about him is, is I don't believe you're fuel for his fire. Yeah, so. I, I remember sitting listening to Rowdy just drag him through the coals <laughs> for that whole season. I'm like, just give him time. It, he's a freak. Give People him still time. tweet at Rowdy about it. Oh, I, oh, yeah. When he gets a sack, I get at least one to three messages. <laughs> it's hard for me to hype anybody in the maze and blue, though. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing. Well, I mean, there. I don't, th- I didn't really care for the Rashawn Gary pick either. Like, I was almost as vocal as Rowdy about it at the time. I don't know if people will come at me, but I'll take it. But it was, was it Gilbert Brown? Yeah, told oh. Rowdy. Ian was, Gilbert almost had Gilbert a Brown almost had smackdown. Out. Yeah, Gilbert Brown's like, who, who the hell's Rowdy? Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so his, what, what at his? the time, it was like, okay, well, they're drafting as high as they've drafted in forever. Right. We just signed the Smith brothers, who are both already proven veterans. Why do we need a project when clearly this team could have used wide receivers or skilled positions? And then at the same time, we knew that, you know, his testing scores were off the charts physically, but mentally it was a little bit lower. And then he was going from a hand down 4-3 defensive end to mm. an edge rusher 3-4, and he had to lose weight. And there was, uh, you look at his combine profile, and it was like sometimes he didn't play every down. A lot of that he's actually has done in the NFL and proved people wrong. His, his scouting report uh his scouting report is not the player that he is on the football field. A hundred percent. Should he had some? Yeah, and I can tell you exactly why they did that. Don't you remember the draft when we were staring at T.J. Watt in the face? <laughs> and then what did we do? We traded down, picked Kevin King yep. and a Vince Beagle, who I love, but Kevin King, where is he now? So they wised up. He's on Twitter. Went, they, yeah, they wised <laughs> up. Beagle. Got, an, got an edge rusher when you could. That's what they did. Well, yeah. going back to like the young offense, it's it's crazy to me that when we look at the offense now, Jordan Love was obviously going to be compared to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers because he was the next guy in line. That makes sense. But we're seeing, like you read off the stat at Ebo earlier this morning, he just has to average 157 yards the rest of the season. He'll throw for more yards than any Bears quarterback oh, in the history of the Bears. Yeah, like, that's brutal. By the way, Eric Kramer has the single season. Jay Cutler's the all-time. So, like, the Cutty. fact that he is playing Cutty that well it. this early and we're seeing flashes, and I right. would say he's probably a middle-of-the-road quarterback this year in the NFL with clearly room to grow. But then you look at the two tight ends that they drafted in Kraft and Musgraves, mm-hmm. and you got people comparing them to Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. Aaron Hernandez the on the field. Yeah, right. of course. <laughs> but, like, Clear. the fact that those are comparisons that they're drawing from some of the flashes that they've seen, I think it's a little much. Because those two guys were absolute studs for the Patriots. But the fact that they're being compared to that tells you something. And then we talked about the receivers. Uh, you look at uh, Christian Watson's still a project, but you're still seeing flashes. Romeo Dobbs, who's in his second year, is steady as they come. And then you look at the rookies. Jaden Reed is on yeah. pace to break Sterling Sharp's yeah. rookie records for the Packers. Yeah. And Datavion Wicks, He's always open. He, he was a guy yeah. that he had a really good junior year. 
His senior year stunk, but it was because Bryce Perkins was the quarterback <laughs> at Virginia. Right. He actually played in for the Rams for a second when they had all those injuries. Like I think it was last year, two years ago with Stafford. He stunk. But when he left, the quarterback they brought in was horrible. The team was a mess, and he kind of floundered a little bit. So they were saying, are you going to get the Tavion Wicks junior season or senior season? Because right. junior season was a top 100 pick. Mm-hmm. Looks like we got that yeah. guy. Right. And now they're all playing and growing <laughs> together. It's it could be special, especially if they could find a yeah. a, a long term running back. Alrighty, the over the line Christmas Festivus special uh, continues on. Well, uh, JD, I didn't ask you. And and Charity Festivus is. Do you know what Festivus is? No. Did you ever watch? You don't strike me as a Seinfeld girl. Seinfeld. Did you ever watch oh, Seinfeld? Sorry. You probably watched Friends, didn't you? Not only when it was on, and I had nothing else to watch. Yeah, it shows not that. I good was anyways. too busy on the farm. Come on. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, Festivus is a it's a it's a Festivus for the rest of us. Okay. It's a, it's this, it's people that don't really want to celebrate Christmas, but they want to celebrate their own holiday. And in Festivus, which is tomorrow, you have what is called the airing of the grievances. So you look at everyone that's around the table and you tell them how they wronged you <laughs> in the in the year that was. So you said, I got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. And then Festivus ends when the head of the household is pinned uh, after dinner. We're not going to do any wrestling unless we drink more eggnog. <laughs> but if you have any grievances you want to air. Wisconsin sports or anything else related, start thinking. JD, do you have any grievances you'd like to air? Wisconsin, uh, Rowdy, get ready Wisconsin for yours, too. sports grievances? Yeah. Or, or just life hey. in general. I don't mind. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, hey, all right, Charity. Do you know yours? Yeah. What is it? The Wisconsin volleyball team messing it up at the end. Oh, they man. definitely should have won. I'm just saying. We played like crap. It's fine. They didn't play the greatest <laughs> against Texas. No, in the they final didn't four play the best in the last. But Texas games, did win it all, so you yes. lost to the champion. I mean, at least it was them. I didn't quite care for Nebraska, so that's yeah. just me. All right, so charities is Wisconsin volleyball <laughs> falling at the end, well, near the end, sadly. JD, my sports grievance. It's not really sports uh, related, but oh, good lord, for the better part of uh, the season at Camp Randall, the. The sound and the DJ stuff. <laughs> for the love of French toast. Oh, the the man, turned was... it to 11 sound system. Oh, for the very first game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then it, but you know, you know what, you know, everyone had a problem with that, yeah, by the way, they, they persevered um, and they, and they kept working at it and they got better towards the end of the year. I mean, I could easily throw in a Joe Barry, um, you know, grievance. He's but, like too easy. Though. Yeah, I mean that's low hanging fruit. That is low hanging fruit. Other than that, on a personal note, um, I have nothing against uh, nothing against you fellas, uh, obviously. But for my own personal thing, I God, I miss I, I miss being here. Uh, I miss being a. Well, we miss you too. I dude. miss being a regular caller. I really do. I, I truly mean that. Um, life happens. Well, you're still here in spirit, JD. Yeah. We still think you about know, you every day. Life yeah. happens. I am still the draft expert here. I, and <laughs> you're the I, you're the, the original. I, I, the I will never relinquish that title. Kenny Clark, right? That Kenny Clark baby. Yep. No. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> quickly touching on the Kenny Clark thing. JD, so you predicted Kenny only Clark. Guy. Is it weird to you that? That has been what feels like forever ago. Kenny Clark's 28. Yeah. Like, Kenny Clark's going to get another good contract and still has probably a solid four years left, and it feels like he's been there forever. Yeah, it seems like he's he's been there through, you know, three quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It, it does seem that. But and And to his credit, I mean, Kenny Clark is – he's still the dude. He's I mean, still good. He, I mean, he's not Vita Vey right now. I mean, but – he is uh he he is the um he is the 
bottle stopper in in the middle of that defense. You know what I mean? He is the still still a lot of value left in that guy. Or st- I mean, still a lot of good years left in in Kenny Clark. So JD had never heard someone air a grievance about themselves. That's very inwards thinking. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it, it's it, it is kind of. I, I know a quick result. I'm not going to get all sappy and stuff like. Drink a little too, more eggnog, you, you know. might. <laughs> I right? got my grievance. Yeah, I'm listening. I could point to one individual, but I just want to make it an organizational thing. The Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. <laughs> they grind I my absolute gears. Who would you point one finger at, though? Mark Adonis? Of course it's Mark Adonisio. <laughs> it's like when you knew you had the window, you wouldn't officially go all in, all in. And then you're sitting here and we're tiptoeing around what we're going to do this winter as a Milwaukee Brewers front office. Do we go to the fire sale? Do we try and ink up Corbin Burns? He's going on podcasts laughing, being like, I'm not I'm not going to be here. I'm not coming back. I want to leave. Yet they still think they're going to sign him. The organization, you get so high on them at certain times. And then they just do you dirty. 2021. And 2011, we'll start in, I guess, order. 2011, David freaking Freeze, he killed them. And then he killed the Rangers and they won the World Series. But that was the one year I thought that they could win a World Series. The second year I ever thought they could win a World Series was 2021. And they laid the biggest, shiniest turd we've ever seen <laughs> against the Atlanta Braves. And now we're going to have to go into a rebuild, or at least we should. And we should be preparing for misery for probably you know three seasons or so, two, three years. But Mark Annacio won't do that, and they'll continue to be a middling baseball team where they'll have a little bit of you know spikes where they'll have good seasons here and there until uh, just... I get it now. I understand. So Rowdy each week has a studio hoodie. He'll wear one hoodie in the studio uh, Monday through Friday, and then the next week will be a new studio hoodie. He wears Milwaukee Brewers hoodie Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What's Rowdy wearing today? A Wisconsin hoodie. Well, I have to admit. The airing of grievance. He could not wear the Milwaukee Brewers hoodie today because the airing of grievance against the Milwaukee Brewers. I have to admit, by day four, it was starting to smell. <laughs> and it's, it was starting to stink like the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> I'll do mine quick, but first I know this guy is on hold. Corey and Marshall. What's up, Cor? What's up, man? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm on cloud nine, baby. On Living the dream. Well, welcome to the studio, uh, fellow guests that are, that are visiting. So I'll make this quick. I'm going to work backwards in my grievances. First grievance is Dak Prescott and Aaron Jones, by extension, Matt LaFleur, because they cost me my fantasy football uh, quarterfinal game. If they had had average games, I would have won. I was in first place most of the year, and then I got LaFleur taking a guy out because his hand hurt after he had like eight carries. The weakest reason I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, is a professional football player and he's a tough man. Quit acting like he's a freaking kindergartner. So I digress though. Next up is the same kind of vein that Rowdy's on. <laughs> Atanasio, the ponytail, and uh, by extension as well, the urbanist movement where they want to oh, tear the down. Oh, the Milwaukee urbanists. Yeah, yes, the yes, Milwaukee yes. urbanists is like actually probably pretty high on the list of. They want to steal grievances. away our parking lot that we tailgate in. Yeah. They want to. Yeah, they want to put in some more soulless blocks of apartment buildings like a 1980s-style East Germany-planned um, community and meanwhile rip off 
rip down I-794 so everybody can walk everywhere like it's uh, 1852. So <laughs> they, they want to take us back 180 years, get on a choo-choo train, and walk everywhere with a bike and um, de-industrialize the whole country. So they're really high on the list of, like, grievance. Okay. But Antonacci is, like, right there because of <laughs> what you mentioned, Rowdy. He also doesn't understand the culture of Wisconsin. Because he yeah. thinks that, like, if he admits that we're going to finally tear this down and do it the right way, that we're, like, not going to show up. We have four month, four nice months a year to go out and drink in that awesome parking lot and grill brats and everything else. I don't know about you guys, but I'm personally still going to try to make it to one or two games. And, like, I'd actually respect the fact that they're not just trying to fleece our pockets completely by acting like they're going to be a quote-unquote contender when they're winning 82, 83 games every year with their quote-unquote bites at the apple that they want to take. So I would be fine. Like I'm in the same vein of routing. We've talked about this ad nauseum before. If they still keep on the hang on the burns, that's going to haunt them for years because you're not going to get anything for them. What if the guy injures himself? Like Woodruff tears out his freaking shoulder. Then you're really up the creek, to be frank. You're releasing him, and you got nothing except you know what in your hand, basically. You're up Craps Creek point. with a turd for a paddle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then maybe the last grievance would be, hmm. Mm. Ooh. Well, I think that's about it. <laughs> the Packers are. That's about it. <laughs> the, the, the Packers are just kind of like <clears throat> consistently. You know, I'm not going to go down the Joe Barry rip on him route because it's Christmas time. I'm going to give – he's going to get the – he'll get the steel pole after we we put up everything on it. He's just going to get the aluminum pole. That's his Christmas yeah, present. Different, different kind of one. And that yeah. way he can, st- he can stare at that aluminum pole and then stare at himself, <laughs> kind of like it's mirror shine, be like, <laughs> think about what he did wrong, how he wronged all of us Love multiple it. times. Love it. So, Love it. Anyways, well, you guys enjoy your eggnog. Oh, we um, are. Yeah, yeah. Corey, have a Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, man. Happy holidays. You we too. love you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for contributing to the show oh. all the time and being the, the handsome fellow you are. One other thing you guys are talking about, the ice up north, I'm also quite the ice fisherman. There's some ice up, like, you got to go way up north of Highway 8, north of Highway 70, and over, like, in the eastern part of UP of Michigan. There's enough. There's, like, five inches of ice, so yeah. it's kind of a little sketch. There's a couple inches up, I think, where we hunt, but Bring it's coming down water. the pike. Yeah, our, yeah guy, our, guy up in, our guy up in Rhinelander, Troy, the pipe of the north, he, he texted me. He said, I was ice fishing on Wednesday in Rhinelander, five yeah. to five and a half yep. inches, so he's good. Yep, that's about right. There's some guys getting some nice walleyes with the early ice up there, but I'm more of a late January type guy when there's like 19 inches you can drive a car in it, so. Yeah, yeah. Corey. Time to wait. But anyways, yeah. you guys have a great Christmas, and too, uh, peace out. Merry Talk Christmas. To you later. See you, buddy. Uh, my earring of grievance, um, you know, Joe Barry's the low-hanging fruit. I'm right there with you with uh, Mark Adonazio. He's big on my grievance list. Uh, I want to point to one individual, my hearing a grievance. <clears throat> I have one and one only. I don't know exactly who it is, but whoever put Matt LaFleur on to getting his eyebrows done. Because that guy, and we've had many callers say this before, his, his look, his eyebrows, his hair is more prepared than his game plan. I am going with whoever stylizes Matt LaFleur and whoever got him on, you know, handsome fella, don't get me wrong, right, Charity? Yeah, you're not wrong. Good-looking guy. <laughs> but when your, when your hair and your eyebrows and your little chin strap 
is more is more prepared <laughs> your little chin than your game plan. That is my major grievance of the year. Matt LaFleur and his handsome looks. Whoever did it, that's my grievance. Joe Barry's too easy. I get Mark Murphy's up there as well, but Matt LaFleur and his stylist. That's my airing of grievance right there. I'm going to keep it short and sweet right there. Matt LaFleur. Am I wrong in the, am I wrong in the game plan? I find no fault in that argument. <laughs> uh, none. Sherry is none. the female voice in here. Yes. How do we feel about Matt LaFleur? Like you said, good to look at. Not so much on the actual football side of things, but, you know. Uh, so, so you're saying basically is that his popularity his popularity rate with the, I guess you would say, male population would be way lower than the, the female population. Oh, 100%. I know that for a fact just looking at videos that I get sent daily from people. <laughs> it's always something about him. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say. So, yes. some of the women folk can say there's something about him, and the guys folk can say, eh, there's something about him, man, I tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, with the Packers coming up here uh, against the Panthers, uh, JD, let's do a, a little gut check. Do you have faith in the Packers beating the Panthers? Rowdy and I did not have a good feeling uh, this week. Do you? Against the worst team in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers? Well,. Typically, you would say yes, um, but after the last couple of weeks, yeah, I'm not so well, sure. Well, but now, the, the Packers are going to take care of business this week. Um, I think Rowdy said in theory I think, they should win. Yeah, yeah. But in theory, they should have beat the Giants and Tommy DeVito. In theory, they should be the Buccaneers. And this, will, this will be the week where um, Joe Barry won't be talked about on Monday morning, other than praises. And he'll people will make it seem like, oh, well, maybe they're figuring things out, but they are going against... Carolina offense, yeah, which is atrocious. <laughs> we're so basically, you're saying we're we're currently, you know, kind of at base camp, and we're about to hike the summit here for the the highs of Packer football after this win, and then yeah. we'll be going back down. My my only fear is that they'll play to their competition, which and, they and, tend and to, that, do. and that's my only fear. But, yeah. but what did you say, Bryce Young's over under on one hundred and seventy six and a half points? I think last game he threw one hundred and sixty two. I had to take a look again, something around there. And Bryce Young has not thrown a touchdown pass in a month. And his prop bet is a half. Over half. Over, over half. under half a touchdown. <sighs> Line one, good morning. Who do we got? Pack fan Ryan. Pa- Pack fan. What's up, baby? It's been a minute. How we living, my man? <laughs> it's Panacoon's age. Hey, everybody's jumping off the Joe Barry train, but he needs somebody to take him to the promised land, so I got to jump on now. You're, you're on the Joe Barry Express? <laughs> I have to jump on. I jumped off, but I'm jumping back on. I'm in it for the throw. Oh, I'm for the thrill. My boy Pac fan is the- drinking this morning. Losing <laughs> <laughs> up the legend of Grand Canyon and burst into flames, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. You've been, you been drinking some banquet beers early this morning, Pac fan? <laughs> hey, not yet. Not yet. They just lost for my birthday last Sunday. I was pretty torqued up then, but... <laughs> My birthday is cursed for Packer games because uh, seven years ago, my 30th birthday party, I got uh, hammer drunk, Packers lost at Karen Supper Club, had a big party in Boaz. Oh, beautiful Went Boaz. To my house, got sprayed by a skunk. So <laughs> it was it was bad. You it's got sprayed by a, Packers got boat race and you got sprayed by a skunk on your birthday? Yeah, on, the, on my 30th birthday because my buddy set, had a – in his live trap, and he's like, oh, if you put a blanket over it, uh, you can just haul them anywhere and open the cage, and they won't spray you. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're both hammered. We both got just doused. It was bad. What's, what, what'd you do after that? 
I went over and kept partying. <laughs> Did you go check out the Boaz Mastodon at all? Oh, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. Maybe that's – it's probably me. I'm probably the reason the Packers are down this train. Well, dude, I mean, I'll the Packers there. were at their height. You were, at the, you, were, you were dealing at the Boaz Mastodon altar, dude. What happened? I don't know. I kind of forgot about him. Did they, did they I'll put, be heading there tomorrow. Did they, put did they put siding on the on the building yet? Oh, siding's on the building, but you still can't go in it. What? It's been a three-year project. What's going on there? <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> Sacred monuments take time, man. I guess so. <laughs> so, Pac-Man, you're just on the Joe Barry Express now for the thrill of it, I yes? Got, yep. Me and my buddy from uh, lacrosse, we're hopping back on. I got two... Two of us now, so we're just going all in, baby. <laughs> Pack fans, so did I take it the Packers win on Sunday against the Panthers? Packers are making the playoffs, man. <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love the bravado. 100% committed, then I'm ready for a big letdown. Well, I mean, such is life. The nut could continue. Pack fan, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, Besides watching the Packers win. Drinking a lot of beer. Yeah. Yeah, sounds Maybe good. shoot some deer. <laughs> we'll enjoy it, Pac fan. I'm glad you're calling in again. We missed oh, you, brother. Buddy. We love you. Yeah, you too. Have a good one, guys. Merry Christmas. See you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Well, there you go. Vagabond John has got two others on the Joe Berry Express. Um, three others because Chad's friend Joe is on. Pac fan Ryan is on. Is from from uh, Lacrosse. It's kind of a. You know how they have the short buses? Do they have short trains? <laughs> Shohei Otani has been in Los Angeles for how long? Not the not not the Dodgers, but how long has he been in Los Angeles? Of Anaheim. Well, that would be since I want to say 2018ish. Have you seen what's happening now? They now got him with the uh, the Rams last night and gave him an LA Rams Shohei Otani jersey. They're treating Shohei Otani now that he signed with the Dodgers like he's never been in Los Angeles yeah, his, before. His his rookie year in the big leagues was 2018. They're not treating him like he's never stepped foot to Los Angeles until right now after signing with the Dodgers. And I saw people just raking the Angels over the coals last night about how just an inept organization that they are. Now, I know we have an Angels fan listening. Shout out to Johnny. Have a Merry Christmas. Rowdy. What's up with the Angels organization? How would you describe it? Yeah, but them? can you really pin this on the Angels? No, 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 but I'm just... Like, they're the little... It's the fans br- around. They're the little brother in this. Like, if we're talking college football, it's like Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah. Like, Michigan's the big brother, Michigan State's the little brother. I think it's the same thing in L.A. when you have the Angels and the Dodgers. The Dodgers is everyone's favorite team, and the Angels probably come off as an afterthought for most people. <laughs> Apparently, don't even think about them all. When That's they what I'm saying. Can you really blame the Angels, though, for the Rams just totally crapping on them? <laughs> like, it's like they act like Shohei Otani just arrived in Los Angeles. He's been there. And then Los Angeles Rowdy, um, when you you're a way you're like a diehard baseball fan. I am, you know, I'm probably third on my list. When you see the Dodgers now spending over a billion dollars on three players, on two in general, they're throwing glass now, right? What does that make you feel? How does that make you feel as a Brewers fan? Even more hopeless. <laughs> Did you not hear my grievance? I heard your grievance. I wanted you to follow up on it. <laughs> like, I don't. Clearly, the Brewers can't compete with the Dodgers when it comes to spending. But now it's like baseball is being transformed. You know, it used to be whoever had the richest owners that wanted to spend the most money could become, you know, some of the better teams because they could go out and buy players. You know, the American way got the money, go buy it. Sure. 
Um, now it's becoming super rich owner versus super rich owner bidding on these players. It's even the transformed. Rich the rich. Yeah, it's transformed even to another level. Now it's the Dodgers who are owned by a conglomerate of rich guys. So it's not like just the one powerful rich guy. Not it's, one rich guy. It's, it's the one powerful rich guy and is like 10 other powerful rich, rich friends that are now outbidding the one rich guy that doesn't have any friends with them. Like it's turning into you now have to have a conglomerate of rich owners to buy all these players if you want to compete. In the circle of rich guys in Major League Baseball, is Mark Anasio outside of the club licking the windows trying to get in? Have you ever seen Mark Ananasio? Does he look like he's ever been let into any club outside of maybe the chess team? That's a good point. No, I don't think so. Uh, do you think baseball will ever change? Probably not. We're just... So like the Royals, they won their World Series, right? Will the Brewers ever get one? Or has baseball changed so much since the Royals have done it? Just just look at this roster, though, for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts, former MVP. Freddie Freeman, former MVP. Tyler Glass now, Cy Young contender. I know they used to have Clayton Kershaw. He's a free agent. They expect him to either sign with the Dodgers or to sign potentially with his hometown Texas Rangers. But Cy Young award winner. You then bring in Shohei Otani, who has been in Cy Young races, and he's a dual dual threat. He can play both ways. He can do it all. You now bring in the top highly sought after most coveted Japanese pitcher. I mean, one of their problems was pitching. They're starting to solve that problem by spending a ton of money. And with a guy who also can hit. It's crazy. <laughs> Brewers fans, how do you feel? You know what's the worst about it, though? Not only have the Dodgers had a ton of money and have been really, really relevant here as of late, good teams year in and year out, winning 100 games, blah, blah, blah. But they also managed to have a great farm system at the same time. Because mm-hmm. we've seen in the past where, you know, it's the, what do they say about the Milwaukee Brewers? Their Yankees farm system. There were times where a lot of these these big league ball clubs. And this is also the evolution of baseball. They had a lot of this money and, and they could spend a ton and, and buy players, but they kind of neglected the the minor leagues and their prospects and the, the drafting and developing. Cause why would you have to do that when you can just buy them? Yeah. Well, now you're seeing to compete. You have to have the money. You have to sign the players and you have to have a farm system because you're going to have to trade away multiple notable prospects to trade for some of these star players that'll be available mid season. And you're going to want them for, you know, that extra year because a lot of these uh, smaller market teams are trading away guys with one, two, maybe even three years of arbitration left because they get maximum value back for them and they're not going to be able to compete, Mm -hmm. but you have to still have a farm system good enough to be able to trade for those guys. So, like, we are seeing the evolution of baseball and how it's going. And and the Dodgers right now, I mean, what can I say? They have it all. They have a farm system. They have the money, and they have the players. You think they'll win a World Series? The only thing, Soon? They, the only thing they don't have in L.A. is common sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's spot on, Rowdy. Yeah, you're right. Let's go to the phones. Line one, good morning. 
Good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Chad, Chad, we barely. What's up, brother? I just, I just finished off your uh, brandy eggnog, by the way. Well, I had to, I had to say, uh, you know, I figured you probably would be, you know, pretty red in the face, but I had to call in because I don't know if you already noticed when I was in earlier today, I was wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers hat. So I, the only other Major League Baseball team I follow is the LA Dodgers because they were in, in Brooklyn, and I'm a fan of. You know, obviously Jackie and Pee Wee Reese and Campanella and yeah. Don Newcomb and the, his, the history of New York baseball. But I will, I'll say this. What you were talking about, Kansas City is a team that I always point to uh, when I talk about my Brewers and the ability to do it. A lot of things, really what it is, is more things have to go right for a smaller market team like that than, say, a team like Los Angeles or New York or even Atlanta, right? I mean... The, the the team that you can look to that should have multiple World Series, and this is a little bit before Rowdy's time, but he knows, the team that should have multiple World Series because the game is typically dominated by pitching except for the steroid era is the Atlanta Braves in the 90s, and I think they only got one. Yes. So even for even for a team like that that could hit, and, I mean, the, start, the starting four, correct me if I'm wrong, huh, Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox and I forget the fourth Avery. guy, Steve Avery. Yeah, yes, they were stacked. So, so for a team like the Brewers, they got to do that much more, right? Um, and they have the pitching, but you know, it's to me, it looks like the LA Dodgers are going to be. They've been in the mix. They just like fumble the football in the playoffs. I think when you get, if you have Kershaw, if you have, I mean, Otane, who looks like. I mean, let's face it. Like, you, we even nobody's seen a player like that that's alive. That, the, the last guy that played like this was Babe Ruth. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, yeah, like that's it. And the only other player that I could say is even even close, and it's not that close anymore. Is his teammate Mike Trout, who looks like Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Without the injuries and the drinking, so the Brewers <laughs> the the Brewers just have to have a lot. The Brewers have to have a lot more happen for it to go right. It's not impossible. And quite frankly, their owner is not, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen for someone like that. No. It, it just it, yeah. it won't. We'll just go get drunk in the parking lot. Chad, to your point with the Royals, though, you got to, like, what they did is they, they were bad for so long, acquired so much yeah. draft capital, hit on those draft picks, and that was like the Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Kane, Alex Gordon. You could go right on yep. down that list of the core, Salvi Perez. All those core guys were all roughly the same age, which now they're in their you know mid to late 30s, but they all came up together. They were all cheap, so they could still all afford them, and they were all good, and that's how they had to do it. And that's why I want the pillars, Brewers and to do a Brewers. rebuild and do a real rebuild, not this half-ass 80 win right. BS. And they also dipped into the Milwaukee to take some of their people. Like, hey, we'll win the World Series. And you know what, Rowdy, to your point, you know what that sounds like? All these guys getting drafted, they're around the same age, they're going to be growing at the same time. It sounds like the Packers offense. Oh, tied all together. Hey, Chad, thanks for coming in today, man, and thanks for the eggnog. I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Absolutely. Have a good Christmas. You too, buddy. See ya. Grant Bills. Good morning, fellas. You walked into an eggnog storm. I did. It's very eggy in here. Do you like eggnog? Ah, uh, I think so. Here's what I'm going to suggest you do. You see that it's a wine bottle, mm-hmm. but in it is eggnog. Mm-hmm. You see one of those cups where you can just take it right out of the, you can nip it right out of the bottle if you want. Try it. Now? Yes. 
If you have balls, you'll try it right now. Yeah, but I brushed my teeth before I left, and then I drank coffee on the way here. This is don't care. Man. If you got a sack on you, I'll try it right now. Oh come on! Don't put fine. Come on! Don't watch me. Talk amongst yourselves while I do this. I, All right, I, I, want, I won't make eye contact as, with you. As he uh, puts his don't lips, make eye, don't make eye contact with him. As him. he puts his lips on this unknown, don't bottle. smell it. Just drink it. Who it looks knows? Like pudding. I can't. It, it tastes like it. Do you have a sack or not? It's not about a sack. It's about uh, right now. I'm questioning if you got one. You talk it back. <laughs> Just drink it. God, what was, what was that noise? That was like an eight-year-old little. How delicious! Don't, don't give that face. Was there brandy in this? No, 191 proof grain alcohol. Seriously? <laughs> Would I lie to you? Have a few more sips. Let's find out. Yeah, take another sip. Yeah, the first it was good. It was good. I'm. Yep, that's. I understand what that is. I know you drank it. I don't know if you had a sack though. Uh, Couldn't even put the cork in. Hey, Grant, Merry Christmas, what buddy. What is this? Merry what have I walked into this I've been morning? drinking eggnogs at 740. Yeah, no kidding. I put this whole jar down. Uh, see, like, I'll just eat pudding. I don't want to drink pudding. See, it's such a weird... pudding doesn't have 191 proof grain alcohol you don't, it, You just don't even understand. Who, need, who needs 191 grain alcohol Wisconsinites? at 950 Wisconsinites? True Wisconsinites? Some of us just... I didn't just Red-blooded Wisconsinites who eat steak? Some of us just began our day. Grant, you're being a little soft. I know. He, what did I walk into? <laughs> Ben Kenny used to walk in there and just get ripped. Yeah. Like, we, we used him as, like, the step-headed, uh, the, st- the, step-headed, the step-headed red, red child. stepchild. When you say ripped, Rowdy, you mean off alcohol or us ripping him? Oh, we would just rip him. Because he would never drink anything. You guys don't rip me. as It's mostly the callers kind of handle that. Well, well, we love you. I know, and I love you guys, too. What do you mean? We're in the holiday spirits today, Grant. You're in the spirits, correct? By the way, across the hall, Boozapalooza is happening at JJO, and it's going to go on all day today. If you thought the farm party yesterday got lit, yeah, wait till wait till JJO gets really revved up. The only thing that I need to get high or drunk on today is great content during the Bill Michaels show and four to six the Wisco Sports Show. Well, of course. You don't need to remind me. I'm thrilled. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> you a Christmas music guy? I am, yeah. All right, good. I like the classics. I, I, I like to feel nostalgia Same. when I listen to Christmas music. This might not come as a surprise to you. Rowdy is not. You know. <laughs> wow. We'll come right back.